0: I'm try 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 and I'm try has just blown again have no motherfuckers to give my fucks to-
1: up everybody this is Vinny Bucci aka The Booch and welcome to the recap of NX Tea. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me once again here on the Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger,
2: Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dude? dudettes? Yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Genuinely speaking, I'm not broke and I'm not drinking tonight. Shocker, huh? So, Vinny, what do you think about this card tonight, sir? Uh,
1: well, we're on the go. Go home episode before NXT in your house was said to take place this Saturday. Um, I'm gonna use a Zach raise right now. Meh. <laughs> Meh. I mean, this was I didn't hate this, but I felt like it was kind of, it was a little flat for a go home show. Like, this is supposed to be the go home show. This is when you're supposed to bring it. Get people ready for their big show this Saturday. And I don't feel they did that. Um. They, they And again, I'm not saying any matches were bad, or, or at least maybe, or then again maybe I am. I don't know. We'll get into uh-huh. that later. But I'm just saying the vibe The overall vibe of the show was meh but me. Well, I'll let y'all be the judge of that or w- actually we'll be the judge of that when we get into the first official match of the evening we had Pretty Deadly versus Damon Kemp and Roderick Strong
0: Uh,
2: not bad not bad at all I mean I can't stand Pretty Deadly but they do pretty move good in the ring probably with Roderick Strong Dem- Damian Kemp the Diamond Man's going to shit and they did not get along well in the ring Vinny?
1: Well I'm be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen it was hard for me to follow this match because at the start of it NH- NXT with the special site that I use, which is the same site that I do for the special treat when the pay-per-views are on. It was a bit of a pain in the ass to get it to load. I was struggling to find the right video to, to, to click on to get to see the live event. So I missed parts of this match. But the parts that I did see, I thought the wrestling was very well done. Damon Kemp is very good in the ring. I see a future for this guy. Uh, I don't see him as NXT champion, but maybe North American. Definitely a tag title run with Roderick Strong at some point. And of course, uh, pretty deadly. I know Zach's not a fan, but... <laughs> Their in-ring skills get better and better every week. These guys can definitely yeah. hold their own in the ring. Now, don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. I want the Creed brothers to demolish them and take the tag belts this Saturday. But can I admit that Pretty Deadly is a good tag team? Yes, boy. No, huh. boy. So, uh, of course, Wilson tries to hit Strong with the NXT Tag Team Title. Julius Creed comes down to the ring, pushes Strong out of the way, eats the title belt shot, and the confusion. Pretty Deadly hits Spilled Milk on strong for the win and no one's been able to explain to me
2: (laughs) why the
1: name of their finish is called spilled milk i don't get it zach can you do you do you know what this is about
2: Mm, no
1: like did they do i couldn't tell after they got the win did they pantomime like crying like tears and stuff like the phrase don't cry over spilled milk
2: Got milk. Yeah, that I wouldn't don't work here.
1: And either way, it was it's a weird name, <laughs> but it's a good move. So I will say it was a decent tag team match from what I saw. Zach, what would you think about it?
2: It was a good tag team. It was a good opening match. I just don't like Peta Deadly, the A.K.A. want to be Motley Coot groupies. Okay,
1: so on that note, we're going to move on. We'll cut to the backstage area where Solo Sequoia tells Cameron Grimes he's got his back tonight if Trick Williams tries anything. Sequoia tells Grimes to take care of business so he can get his shot at Grimes. Grimes promises that he's a man of his word. Duke Hudson walks in and says he should be the next in line for the NXT Championship because he beat Braun Breaker last week. Sequoia said he won by Hudson won by DQ and needed Joe Gacy's help. Hudson says a noob like Sequoia would think that, but that's mainly because Sequoia isn't on his level. So Sequoia challenges Duke to a match tonight.
2: I did like this right here. It was a pretty good promo. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Just saying, I got your back. Make sure nobody messes anything because he wants Cameron Grimes one-on-one 100%. And Duke Hudson had to be the pest in the back, but I like Duke Hudson. So, Penny.
1: I do too. I'm, I'm a fan of Duke Hudson. Um, I do think Solo Sequoia is a 10 times better worker. Uh, Duke Hudson, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. Here's the thing about Duke. I'm gonna be real honest right now. I liked him better when he had the poker gimmick. I, I wish he'd go back to that because that was a better gimmick than whatever the fuck he's trying to do right now. So, uh, I, now, would I like to see Duke Hudson go for the North American title? Yes. But that's only if when Sequoia gets next that he doesn't win. If he doesn't beat Cameron Grimes, then Duke Hudson should go next. Definitely. I think he's got next after
2: Sequoia because he's that damn good. That he is. That he is. All right, sir. All right, sir. Moving on.
1: Yes. We cut Mm -hmm. to the backstage area with good old Grayson Waller. Oh, boy. Who is basically making a bunch of inbred hick jokes and never trust a horse girl with Briggs standing right there. And then eventually he walks up, tats on my shoulder, and Grayson's like, he's right behind me isn't he and then Briggs challenges him to get a country ass whooping in the ring all of a sudden Grayson Waller acts like a badass as Briggs is walking away and of course before that Grayson Waller was insulting everybody (laughs) that was sitting in the lounge area I gotta be honest I love
2: Grayson Waller I do too He is he's a great like, fucking heel. How'd you feel about this segment? This segment was actually fan fucking Uh fantastic. I was like, I was like, right, dude, can you lay off the heck jokes? You're kind of talking about a couple people who I know and they're good friends of mine. I was just that oh boy. One of them probably would have shot the TV with a twelve gauge. Anyways, the the brakes came up. I was like, he's right behind me. Oh crap! I was like, and it was pretty good though. I enjoyed it highly.
1: <laughs> I did too. No, I did too. No. Very good match. I mean, very good. Se- I did too. Very great segment and. And on that note, we're going to move on to another segment here. We got the Don of NXT, Tony D'Angelo, as he is on a boat with Santos Escobar and the rest of Legado del Fantasma. And I do find it weird they're on a boat that's moving. And at one point, they were telling them to get off my boat. Um, We're in the middle of the ocean, fucking morons. Unless you got another boat, they can't just fucking get off. It, it don't really work that way. So, yeah, it kind of docked the boat. Unless you plan on throwing them overboard, which good luck with that shit. that was dumb. Other than that, I enjoyed it. You know, obviously, you know, they talk in business. Tony D basically don't respect him. You know, hitting him with the brass knucks. And then Sanzo's like, oh, so now you want to play by the rules. So now, as Tony mentioned before, he wants to make him an offer he can't refuse. Here's what the fuck they do. He proposes a six-man tag team match. The Don with stacks and two dimes against Santos Escobar, Raúl Mendoza, and Wild. And basically, if Tony D wins, Legato joins his group and they follow Tony D's direction. But if Legato wins, Tony joins Le- Tony and his crew, join Legato del Fantasma under Santos's direction. Santos agrees, and now we got the six-man tag with the winners to basically run the whole damn system.
2: I enjoyed this highly. I did, I did. get and, and and you got the Don of uh, pizza and, and uh, garlic bread. And they got the dawn of tacos and enchiladas. Let's see where this goes.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. And Yeah,
2: yeah I do too.
1: Here's the thing that's going to bother me. What? I Legado, If Legato Del Fantasma wins this match.
2: Oh boy. It
1: kills the whole fucking thing they've been building up with Tony D.
2: Are you just saying that? Or are you just saying that because he's Italian? Both. Well, of course you would.
1: I'm saying it because it's the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. Tony D is way more over than Santos Escobar. To me, yeah. Legado Del Fantasma is straight played out. It's been played out for the longest time. It's stale. It ain't going no damn where. It's to the point where they went from being a faction that's all about bringing back the integrity of Lucha Libre to now being basically Narcos without the drugs. Get the fuck out of here. This is fucking dumb. It's a waste of fucking time. And I, want, and I also love the fact that Santos said, why would you make a match like this? And Santos said, well, that's the thing, you know, you make, you know, you, I I see things people don't see. I make moves most people wouldn't make. The way he was kind of saying that where he he sees the big picture, I got a really funny feeling. I could be going way out of left field, but I got a feeling about something. This is just a theory. I could be completely wrong. But I'm starting to think... That maybe, just maybe, maybe. maybe, Electra Lopez turns on Legato del Fantasma, and she becomes the reason they have to align themselves with the Don. And I think she becomes, you know, the right-hand woman to the Don he sees Tony as the future. Let's be Like we said, Santos won the match, but he needed Brass Knux to do it. So that means she knows he can't beat Tony. It would be a good swerve, it would be more helpful, and it would help Tony D tremendously to have Legato Del Fantasma merge with him. It does nothing for Tony to be part of Legato Del Fantasma. Like I said, this faction's done nothing. They're going nowhere. It's getting to the point okay. where they're not even remotely watchable. I don't know, what do you think?
2: Eh, I don't hate them. I enjoy them. I mean, they're not over, but I don't- I don't hate them like you do. I'd just be better if the Spanish people were Irish, the
1: same. <laughs> yes, I know. You, you you, want something like Peaky Blinders. Well, it ain't. He- well, it's oh, on SmackDown.
2: God, you kiss my Irish ass, you.
1: Hey, look, you- if you're looking for an Irish fix, that's what SmackDown is for.
2: I'm telling you right now, it'd be a lot better if it was Irish and Italian. Really? Go watch Seamus, Ridge
1: Holland, and Butch, and then come back and tell me that's better.
2: It is way better than a Little Goddamn Telltale Tasma.
1: Oh yeah, that yes. I'm talking. But that's yeah.
2: what I'm saying. Not no, no, not your uh, little uh, pasta boys mm-hmm. and cannoli people. I'm talking yeah. about um, uh, people who are actually you know, somewhat they're, better in the ring. Hey, hey, Moving on.
1: Hey, stop disrespecting well, the mafia. Don't take well, sides against the legs? Don't take sides against the family.
2: Well, it'd be pretty hard for you to do because i'm faster than you
1: what the fuck that mean?
2: I right, run faster. You have to catch me first.
1: Yeah, there's, yeah. Well, there's one problem there, speed racer. What's that? Can't outrun a bullet. Uh so we're moving on here uh to the next match of the evening. We got okay.
2: Cora Jade versus Electra Lopez. Boring. I'm sorry. I love Cora Jade to death, but I don't think she would Should she she uh she should have beaten um Electra Lopez. I didn't make any sense whatsoever. Did it to you?
1: It did. What? I'll tell you why it made sense. Because of everything I just said before. Electra's going to re- realize that Tony D is the way to be. Because, let's be honest, Legato Del Fantasma, not getting a lot of success. She just lost a freaking Cora Jade. Clearly, she's not getting anything out of this. She's just sitting around. She's not in the picture. Tony might be able to create opportunities that Santos can't deliver on. So, and plus, Cora Jade, she needed to win. She needs to build more momentum and get taken more seriously with this underdog gimmick that she has. She can't keep losing all the goddamn time. So she needed this win more than Elektra did. Elektra's not really doing anything. She's basically just been a valet for Legato Del Fantasma. They have no plans to push her to a women's title shot. So why bother? Why, why give her the win? What does she get out of winning this match? What does that do to forward the current storyline that she's in? Oh. It doesn't. Cora, on the other hand, can use that to forward her career because she's actually doing things on her own. She's in conversations, whether it's an NXT women's title conversation, the tag title conversation, because her and Roxanne Perez are freaking besties. If Roxanna wins... The uh the breakout tournament she might go for the tag belts and her and Cora Jade can win them assuming that Casey and Caden don't win them this Saturday or if they do win them this Saturday maybe it's a short title reign who knows Cora Jade needed this win more than Electra did and it was actually a decent match it was boring but it did the job filler yeah it was definitely filler but...
2: okay moving on
1: yes we cut to the backstage area where Sanja tells Wesley to fight Zion Quinn as he fought him last week Sanja pats Lee on the back and Lee looks. Confused. Was this necessary? Uh, uh. Apparently, yes. Okay. And the reason it was necessary? I hate his hair. It's a fro. Get used to it. Look like a
2: palm tree. <laughs> It'd be really funny if a pelican laid on top of his head and laid an egg. Pelican, 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 go Pelican! <laughs> I wonder if it's shaky, shaky, shaky. Yes. looks like a salt shaker. Shake, 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 shake.
1: I mean, It's more like a pepper shaker.
2: Um, we're going to get letters.
1: Right, you started this shit. On that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Zion Quinn versus Wesley.
2: Um no. You know, likey? Wesley put up a hell of a fight, but I don't think he and he rolled up with a roll one with a roll up. I was like, Oh my god I was like, okay. I was like I was more funny, real. I was like, okay. I was like it didn't really upset me, it was more of a shock. I was like, eh, it didn't bug me but I don't know. What do you think? Um,
1: Uh-oh. I think that if Wesley was going to win this match, and the fact that he won this match is why that was necessary, this was the way to do it. Zion Quinn basically fucking his shit up. He dominated this match. Let's be honest. He dominated most of this match. So if he's going to dominate most of the match, what you should do is have, if Wesley's going to win, roll up for the win. Because it happens out of nowhere, and it protects both men. Wesley gets the win, so he gets the shine. Zion isn't weak because he charged at him, and that's when Lee rolled him up. So he outsmarted him. He wasn't knocked out. He wasn't, He wasn't. you know, truly beaten, not decisively. Roll up where Zion could be like, what the fuck? I was careless. And it calls for Zion to potentially fight him again. And then Wesley would either have to win decisively or Zion just fucks his shit up. So this is good for Wesley, at least to be taken somewhat seriously as a singles competitor now.
2: That part I can agree on, I mean, you was spot like a shit, but that guy, that kid put up a hell of a hype. Yeah. I mean... Eh, maybe we'll see something. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Okay, okay, okay. Move it on, sir. Yes.
1: We are now moving on to good old Joe Gacy, who basically talks about uh Bronze family history, about how, you know, they're emotional hotheads and they solve all their problems with their fists. And they show clips of Rick and Scott Steiner when they were feuding in 1998. They had a few matches together where they were, you know, basically fighting it out. Because, You know, the Steiner brothers broke up briefly and, you know, Scott. Scott Steiner joined the NWO and became Big Papa Pump, Big Bad, Booty Daddy, the Genetic Freak, and Rick Steiner became the dog face retard, I mean Gremlin, and, what? you know, had a had pretty good, you know, solid feud for a while. And and it's true. Like, Rick used to be a massive hothead. He's obviously calmed down a lot. Scott Steiner used to be, from what stories of Buff is told, the most impatient man in all of wrestling. They call him the man with the largest arms and the shortest fuse. Because Steiner used to, you know, snap at the drop of a hat. He's gotten a lot calmer now, but if you piss him off, he'll still make you pay for it. But he doesn't get as riled up as he used to. Neither one of them do. So he was talking about that, and then of course uh, Ron's getting frustrated. He goes to throw a TV monitor, but then he stops, sets it back down, and decides not to let Joe Gacy get to
2: him. Yeah, this right here was like, he keeps on antagonizing him, antagonizing him, and so it's like, hopefully he can keep his tipper in check and not get disqualified at this uh, match. Ron breaking to when Gacy's not really for the title, but in today's world of wrestling, you, nobody knows. It's unpredictable. Very unpredictable. I
1: don't know. Zach, how have you thought about this feud thus far?
2: With Gacy and Braun?
1: No, with Piper and Snuka. Yeah, Gacy and Braun.
2: Fuck you. Uh, I don't get it sometimes, but okay. I don't know why I just said that. I mean, I am enjoying it, but let's just see what happens at the end. Yeah. You, you went from, Gacy went from, uh, this is a safe place, to demonic. I was like, okay, okay, but we'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens here. Hopefully, uh, Bishop Breaker keeps his temper in track
1: and that's what's the beauty of this story he's trying to tap into that because he's saying you don't just want to beat me Braun you want to destroy me, you want to massacre me, you want revenge because he's trying to get him to snap because he knows if he does Gacy gets the championship he's basically saying one way or another I will be NXT champion and that's going to be the story that they tell throughout the match can Braun Breaker not do what his father and his nephew did at his age and keep his rage and Shaq or is he going to be a hothead fly off the handle and lose the NXT championship Mm. because even though it would be more satisfying for him to beat Gacy to an inch of his life if he loses the title Gacy wins in the end so Basically, Ron Breaker has to maintain his dignity. Dignity always prevails.
2: That di- that's true, it does. Okay, so moving on. Yes.
1: We cut to the backstage area with Roderick Strong yelling at the Creeds for getting involved in his match earlier today. Ivy Nile tells Strong that Julius saved him from getting hit with the belt. Strong tells Julius and Brutus that failure isn't an option, and if they lose to Pretty Deadly in your house,
2: they're out of diamond mine. There's one thing I have to say to this. You know what that is? Go ahead. This has written... Ernie, all over it. How so? Uh, uh, <clears throat> Roger Strong got involved with Julius' and uh Bruce's match, so Bruce and Julius cost him a match. Dun, 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 dun.
1: Well, that's the thing. They weren't trying to cost like, him the match. I, they were trying to help him. Just like so how Roger Strong was trying to help him, it just backfired for both of
2: them. Mm. Ernie, just saying, but once again, I was like, I'm telling you right now, the Diamond is about to go bye-bye.
1: Yeah, I got a feeling because I don't see this faction lasting very long, and I don't see a reason why it should, especially with, uh, uh, their their biggest mouthpiece is now all elite so oh. i don't see a reason why it should continue
2: Ooh. Me neither, sir. Me neither, sir. So uh, there's none.
1: Yes, we cut to the women's championship summit. Wade Barrett is officiating with Wendy Chu, Kaden Carter, and Katana Chance as they with are with Toxic Attraction. They tell Toxic Attraction they are tired of hearing them talk and tired of seeing them with the titles. Chu keeps yelling for them to sign the contract. Rose goes on a rant about the NXT Universe wanting a child like Chu as their champion. Rose tells everyone to put respect on her name after signing the contract. Rose is. It with a spitball by Chu. Rose boots Chu in the face. A brawl breaks out. Carter and Chance land dives on Dol- Dolan and Jane. Chu hits a nap time elbow off the top, putting Rose through a table in the process, and then they
2: pose with the belts. I thought this was actually fantastic. I was laughing my ass off when I saw Wendy Chu in the uh cow outfit, and he knew who I thought of. Who? Gator. Bitchie <laughs> Bidjibetta, <laughs> you know, why is the no, bitch no, no, dressed no, no, like no. a cow? Uh, I'll take over on this one. Um, hold on, Vanny. I got this one up, Gator. It's a uh, part of the. It's part of the work. It's part of the gimmick, man.
1: Look, I, look. I can understand the bitch wearing pajamas. Actually, I can't understand the bitch wearing pajamas. <laughs> but now she dressed like a cow. It's like, uh, yeah. It's like, hey, diddle, diddle. The cat in the fiddle. The cow put the bitch through a table. <laughs>
2: That was trying to go with earlier, but you didn't catch on, but okay.
1: But that's, well, that's because you didn't tell it right. Uh, lead I didn't lead it. the comedy to the professionals. <laughs> so, anyway, she. <laughs> I love so I love the part where she was kept saying, She's like, she, Wendy's just sitting there the board going, Sign the contract. I fucking love that. I love that. I'm like, can we just sign the contract already? Why are we even doing all this shit? Everybody else is trying to sell the match, and Wendy's just like, can we just sign the, sign the contract? I don't care i don't care yeah we get it you're tossing attraction you're the attraction you're beautiful you got a title you want people to respect you sign the contract I love that. You know what it reminded me of? What? A couple years back. Actually, it was a long time ago. 2014 or 15, I think it was. Um, it was when, uh, no, it was 15. It was whatever year Survivor Series is in Atlanta and ISIS was threatening to blow up the building. Um, oh yeah. That year, I remember oh, yeah. the build-up to that match. They had a contract signing between Charlotte and Paige, and Charlotte was just f- yakety yak, 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 yak. And Michael Cole's looking at her like, saying, "Um, Charlotte, you need to sign the contract." And then She just kept talking about other things and they had a contract signing and the bitch never signed the goddamn contract because she just kept talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And it's like, I was waiting for my uncle to go, shut the fuck up and sign the fucking contract. You dumb blonde bitch! Sign the motherfucking contract. That's why I couldn't have that job. I would have got fired. I had a dog cut Charlotte on national TV and said, "Sign the contract, you stupid bitch."
2: There's a massive gator boys out there. Oh God! <laughs> Sign the contract. You
1: need to put your signature on the contract for that match to be official.
2: <laughs> He's gonna still be so pissed. Sign the
1: contract, sign it. You need to sign All the right. contract, that's important. Because without the signature, the match is not Gator. official, and then you're wasting everybody's time. Gator. Yes? Basket. Hey, only Mr. Butcherelli can put me in the basket. Ball gag. I don't do ball basket. gags. You can gag basket. on balls at Blake's at your own time. <sighs> hey, Gator, Gator, you need to go to the basket.
2: All right, fine, God damn it. Fuck you, Gator, go back to the basket.
1: This is bullshit!
2: Bye, have fun in the basket. I'll put some dog food in there for you later.
1: Fuck you! But yeah, so this is, that's all, I'm just glad the contract's finally signed. I want to see Wendy Chew with the belt now. I want to see it. I think she could do it. I don't know, at this point, I don't know who else uh, could do it except for one other person. But I will get to them, obviously, a little bit later in the show, because I don't, although for some reason, I don't see them on the list. Did Tiffany Stratton have her match tonight?
2: Mm, No.
1: Oh yeah, because I heard her talking before, oh wait, no wait, she's in the finals at, Against uh, Roxanne, I love how she cut the promo and everything, and she was talking to everybody, and she goes, "Um, yeah, about that girl that's going to college. Why do we care?" Or, or
2: Ooh, I got something to say about
1: that. Or the girl that's going to a prom, like why? Like, oh my god, you probably didn't have a date anyway. Like, I love Tiffany. I think here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Wendy Chu does not leave in your house as the women's champion, Tiffany Stratton needs to take the belt from her. Mandy Rose it needs to be either Wendy Chu or Tiffany Stratton, one of those two. Anyway, we cut to Kiana James, who tells Ivy now that the Creeds have no real chance of winning the Sunday. <laughs> Nile slams James against the lockers and asks her what her calculations say about her chances of getting her butt kicked tonight. James says Nile has the same chance as the Creeds. Nile says they will see, and she leaves.
2: Uh, this right here was uh, was good. Uh, Kiana James saying, hey, "Your boys are gonna lose. Your boys are gonna not uh, finally snap shoved against the line. like, Yeah, see me in the ring, one on one. Basically, what it was.
1: Yeah, but we'll get to." To that in a moment. Right now, we're going to move on here to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that.
2: You know that. We
1: got Solo Sequoia versus Duke Hudson.
2: Do you want to call this a match? I don't. Do you? It ended too quickly. Yeah. Squash. That was the problem. It was squash. I was like, damn it. I was like, basically Solo Sequoia is making the Duke Hudson shut up while they do their thing. and You never know, which I mentioned before, because she Duke Hudson entire rank for the North American Championship. But this right here, I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Solo Sequoia is like a badass in this.
1: Yeah, Pretty much, I mean, you. It's safe to say that Luke Cutson's not getting any pushes anytime soon. They pretty much just, you know, send him into obscurity for. A-
2: that is very true, sir. Very true, sir. All right, moving on. Oh boy.
1: Yeah, we cut to Sorry. good old Via Hale. Oh boy. Um, uh, formerly known as Nikita Knight. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. <gasps> Uh, I want to say this right now. Right now. Mm. This is by far the most confusing regard damn ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So we cut to Thea Hale, because as we know, one of the big stories that she's had with her career is that she was graduating high school. And they showed her walking down the aisle and graduating high school and all that. Congratulations. And she said she would get to train at the performance center, but also be allowed to attend college. Which I thought was odd. Like, okay, you're going to train to become a superstar. You still want to go to college. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you're going to be able to do this? But if WWE's going to help you make it happen, then, hey, more power to you, right? You know, you want to have that degree to fall back on. You know, even though some people tell you don't don't get a plan B. You always want a plan B in life because here's why. Anything can fucking happen in wrestling. You can get fired. You can get injured. You could end up realizing it's not for you and want to leave on your and quit on your own terms. Have some... Something you can do if your wrestling career does not work out because. Not everybody makes it. That's just the truth. There are some people who want to be in the business but aren't cut out for it. I'm not saying she isn't cut out for it because I haven't seen her work yet. But that makes sense to me. Okay. So then she's got a bunch of different hats on there. Notre Dame. I think one was Alabama.
2: Uh, what was the third one? North Carolina. North Carolina.
1: Okay. So you got the choice of Notre Dame, Alabama, North Carolina. Mm. You got Fighting Irish, Roll Tide, and... Whatever the fuck North Carolina's theme is. I don't know. I don't give a shit about college football. But anyway, we cut. Thea takes the Notre Dame hat. Decides. Nope, I'm not going to Notre Dame. All right, that's fair. She don't even try on the Alabama hat.
2: Thank God.
1: A North Carolina hat throws that away, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck are you doing? And she goes, I'm headed to Chase University, and then <laughs> Chase University gets up and starts cheering. What the fuck? I don't know. Okay, this is here's here's my question. Here's my question. What? This means one of two things. Either a, this is a kayfabe thing that she's. Going to chase you, but in reality she'll be going to some college in Orlando. You know, University of Orlando, or Orlando, or like like a like University of Florida, or Florida State, or whatever the fuck. Please no. That she wants to go, you know, to get an education, or the whole college thing is a work. She's not going to college at all, and she's going all in on being a superstar. But they want to put her in Chase University. So, know, Zach, what do you think?
2: I don't know. Okay, I was like, I was like, you know what I was thinking? I thought she's actually going to do this. I was like, don't touch the Alabama hat, don't touch the Alabama hat, don't touch the Alabama hat. And I was like, realizing, I was like, okay, thank God. And then she pulled out the Chase University. I was like, wait a minute here, this is a work. Or she's actually could be going to college, I don't know. I thought this was dumb and a waste of time to me personally.
1: Yeah, it was a waste of time. A big waste of time.
2: A because, huge waste of time.
1: Yeah, because now what? what's the gimmick? You're going to be part of the Chase University people? So this whole thing about, I'm graduating high school and I'm going to go to college, is for this? This this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I mean, if she's deciding not to go to college at all, and is going to go all in with wrestling, go ahead. Because here's the, here's the beautiful thing about college. College isn't going anywhere. It doesn't matter matter how old you are, you can enroll in college. I've seen it happen. There are plenty of, you know, single moms in their 40s or 50s that, you know, decide, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. And they pay the tuition and go to college and enroll. So, like I said, if her if she ends up not working out in NXT and she doesn't want to go to AEW or Impact or whatever, she can just go to college after that. But this whole segment, if this is the thing she's going to do, if her decision is to go to Chase University, then I feel like this whole thing was a waste of time. I honestly agree with you. Because this, this, shit, this shit does not make sense. All right. anyway, on that note, we're moving on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. Grayson Waller goes one-on-one against Josh Briggs.
2: At first, I thought it was good. It was okay. It could have gone longer. Do you call this a match? Uh, It was not bad.
1: It wasn't bad, but I felt it could have been better. This match was meh. Mm. And, of course, Von Weiner provided distraction. Waller hit the Rolling Stunner for the win, which, again, I love. Again, here's, there's a reason why I love this Rolling Stunner. Because Waller always times it perfectly to where it is believable. He times it. His opponents time it it, because that's the key to making this finish look believable is all in the timing and he always hits his mark so that's always great and then of course after the match wagner wa- wa- wagner beats on briggs jensen makes the save and now it looks like they're bringing this rivalry with josh briggs and von wagner i know
2: i'd be interesting to see because briggs is a big guy vog is a big guy let's see what this happens but not, of course we already know who's gonna win that one
1: yeah, probably Von Widener. I don't see Brady New, like need
2: No, neither do I, but I just want to see, just make it interesting and make it believable and make it enjoyable. Have psychology in it, please, fuckers. <laughs>
1: yes, and on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. We got Ivy Nile versus Kiana James.
2: No, I was not happy. I was bored. This was a piss break. I was like, okay. I was like, I like Ivy Nile, but she's boring as shit in the rings, and he's Kiana James. I don't know who the hell she is of so take over on this one because I didn't enjoy it.
1: I mean, Kiana James, I think she's like either a secretary or some type of nerd with doing all the calculations and stuff. I don't know. It's like like if Penny from the Big Bang Theory had a brain and dyed her hair, I think she'd be Kiana James. What?
2: She's not stupid. No,
1: no, 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 no. Penny's not stupid, but compared to Leonard and Sheldon and Howard and Raj and the fact that they're, you know, geniuses and brainy scientists, Penny's not that smart. I've seen I at least from what I'm watching in the show, she ain't that smart. I mean, I've seen the guys she's been fucking outside of Leonard. Um, I've seen a lot of decisions she makes. I've heard a lot of stories about her. So again, if Penny was intelligent and had a brain and was, you know, dyed her hair, she'd be Keanu James. That's the best way for me to describe this.
2: You Describe someplace else.
1: Now... Ivy Nile, uh, fucking amazing in the ring, you know. Obviously, she's not one for words. She doesn't she need doesn't a little bit of promo work, but, again, that's what Malcolm Bivens was for. To provide a <laughs> mouthpiece. Yeah, that was smart, getting rid of him. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely really brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, but
1: for some reason, WWE managers don't last very long. Except for, like, oh, MVP man. and Paul Heyman, they don't allow a lot of room for managers, which I think is dumb. Because there's a lot of guys that would be more over if they had managers to talk for them. Make it easier. But, that You don't want to go that route But anyway Ivy Nile hits an exploder slam for the win After the match Pretty Deadly walks to the ring And mocks Nile and the Creed Creed's at the ring And take out Prince and Wilson
2: Loved it That was the only entertaining other thing Of the match was the ending Yes boy
1: and yes, then we got, uh, so after that, we got Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams coming out at ringside for the main event of the evening in a non-title match. We have
2: Hammond Grass versus Nathan Fraser. As much as I don't want to say this, I actually enjoy this match. Nathan Fraser does a spot monkey stuff, but that kid has heart and I love his theme music.
1: Yeah. I couldn't get I couldn't get behind the spot much shit. I couldn't either. But he put up like
2: Wesley today, he put up a hell of a fight, did he not?
1: That's irrelevant to me.
2: Mm, Of course it is. is. Anyway, I enjoyed it, and I I enjoyed it, and I didn't. It was spot muggy, but it was okay. It was okay. It could have been better, but I enjoyed some of it.
1: it. It did what the match did what it needed to do. It basically got Cameron Grimes. It made Nathan Fraser look good in the ring, and Cameron Grimes got his win so he can look strong going into the North American title match against Carmelo Hayes. And that's why after distraction from Williams, Hayes attached Grimes from behind and I couldn't tell. Did Solo Sequoia come out at any point because I didn't see him? No. Really? hmm What was all that shit about, oh, I got your back tonight? Did we just erase that part of the fucking show? Did did, did the producers get fucking amnesia? I don't know. Because uh, I seem to recall Cameron Grimes getting jumped and no Solo Sequoia and you can't say it's cause he wrestled cause he won decisively so where the fuck is Cameron's backup
2: wannabe traffic
1: the guy who got next either somebody in the producer in the production room fucked up or he was somewhere else and missed his cue and is probably getting his ass chewed out in the locker room
2: probably is so
1: either way I thought that was dumb that car- Cameron Grimes is getting jumped and Solo Sequoia is nowhere to be fucking found like yo bitch ass didn't do nothing all that buffness for no reason but yeah so like i said overall this episode of nxt was eh was there it basically it was it it did what it needed to do it served its purpose it wasn't it wasn't interesting it's not an episode i would watch over and over again but it did do what it had to do to get ready for in your house at the end of the day is the most important thing so i don't care that the go home show was meh And I don't care that most of it involved talking because that's what a go-home show should be. Your big major matches should be doing talking, no fighting. Why is that? Because you don't want anyone to get injured before the pay-per-view. Because we've seen that happen. When it's like, oh, we just got to make them wrestle on the go-home show. Then they get hurt and it fucks up the pay-per-view. Which is what you're building towards. Because that's where you're supposed to be making the bulk of your money. Is the pay-per-views. Or in this case, the premium live events. That's where you make your money. That's supposed to be your big show. Everything's supposed to lead to that. So, like I said, I don't mind that this was boring. But the fact is, it was boring. So,
2: it was boring.
1: Zach, you have anything to add before we wrap this up?
2: Uh, nope.
1: Well, in that case, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up this recap of NXT. And Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, join us. And I look forward to uh, talking to you on the next one.
2: Uh, absolutely, man, absolutely. Uh, I'll I'll be here. Uh, hope to see you guys soon.
1: All right. So make sure you guys follow the
2: Booge Cast. We are on Anchor,
1: Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Breaker, Breaker, Google Podcast, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio at iHeartRadio. Thank your favorite host and sign. Follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. I recently posted a uh, YouTube video up there for you guys to check out. It's uh, another one of my karaoke moments. Uh, Did a little uh, I'm Still Standing by Elton John a while back. Finally got that up on my personal YouTube channel. But it's on the Facebook page. So you can go there right now and check it out because I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Check out all of our exclusive video content that is on there. And of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when the next batch of video content will be posted. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash TheBoochCast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties, our next watch party. Will be Saturday, July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. That's right, the biggest party of the summer will be live at 8 p.m. And we will have a bootleg link for you guys to check out the pay per view. But also, you come to see us on Twitch to join us for all the fun, and excitement, and live chat with us during the show. Now, I'll be doing this one of two ways. One option that we might do is we might air it from Nashville, Tennessee, because I'll be down there that weekend with Buff Bagwell as we will be part of StarCast that weekend, so we might do it live from Nashville, Tennessee, or if we're not able to do it, then the rest of the team here in Georgia will do that and I'll make sure to put everything together for them to make sure they have their shit together so they don't fuck it up like they did on night one, but hopefully we'll have everything going smoothly there but Saturday, July the 30th 8pm, our SummerSlam watch party also, we got our D&D show that'll be coming out later this year, so be on the lookout for that also, we have our Boochcast booking battle coming out later this year as well as another big special piece of content that we have. The big, big thing we're working on. That'll be coming soon as we are working out the final kinks. And, of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. The first level is $0.99 per month. This is a level for people who don't have a lot of money to spend. You know, you're watching your pennies and your dollars and all that, but you might still want to help us out. Uh, Because, obviously, the last thing we'd ever ask you guys to do is sacrifice a payment, break the bank, or feel pressured or guilt-tripped, or obligated to give us money. You're not obligated to give us money. If all you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know, you're still helping us out, and we truly appreciate it. But if you still feel like putting a little skin in the game, then the 99 cents level is for you. Why is that? Because only 99 cents. You're not going to miss it, but it'll still help us out a great deal because every little bit helps us keep this show thriving and growing and evolving. And if you got some extra spending cash, you can go to the second level, which is 4.99 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. The same amount of money we used to, you used to pay for a WWE network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. Sit at $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and our dedicated Giving the people what they want. The option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money that we raise goes back into this show in some way, shape, or form. Used to upgrade our equipment, used to bring in bigger named guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Bootscast a success. So if you got a favorite co host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the slash support is how you make that happen and then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done we use the rest of the money to feed zach ramen noodles and we try
2: god we're trying
1: man just we try and we try and we try it is a process it is not simple ladies and gentlemen but we are trying to get him laid And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby!